Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. And good afternoon. <laughs> We're off to a roaring start. So. <laughs> well, you're not used to pushing that button. That's. I was going to say that, but I was like, eh, that's excuses. Get, get it right. That's okay. <laughs> that is okay. We are absolutely fine. You did well. It is the Matt Moses Show with Ward White. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's still laying on a beach somewhere, hanging out. With his... Wearing sunglasses. I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know that there's anything Matt Mosley does not do without his sunglasses. I've never seen him without them on. And I'm, I haven't seen him a ton, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've... Well, I don't know. I've seen him probably 20, 25 times. And I've never seen him without sunglasses. And every time I've seen him, it's been indoors. <laughs> so <laughs> make of that what you will. I wonder how many pair he has. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's a good question. Does, does he, he have, have one that's like his go-to because mm-hmm. he loves them, or does he have multiple that he rotates? Does he have, you know, his casual sunshades that's, and his dress sunshades? Yeah. His business his sunshades. Game day sunshades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May have that. You never know. <laughs> it's a possibility. Just, you know, things you wonder. Game day sunshades. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. All right, getting closer to Cowboys training camp, just a few more days. I don't know the exact number of days, but it's not very many. Uh, I was going to look that up earlier, but, you know, I, uh, well, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I just didn't. I forgot to, to be honest with you. So, We'll look that up here in a minute. I I think it's under so Wednesday, two July twenty seventh is the first day. Right, first open practice. So, so today is the nineteenth. Nineteenth. So we're under ten days. Yeah, eight days away. Wow. All right, there you go. Had you, you you did see how I did that, right? I did. I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was using my fingers. Yeah, I, I did see that. Uh so, eight days away from Cowboys training camp. Yesterday, we asked for the CNC collision text line. Our question of the day was, "Do what, what all-star game do you like the best? And we'll get into the baseball all-star game here in just a little bit as well. Coming up tonight. Are you excited about that before I move on any further? You excited? Yeah, you I watch am. The I, they- I, you know what? I am too. I want to watch the baseball all-star game. Mm-hmm. I was excited to watch the Pro Bowl this year until the Pro Bowl kicked off. <laughs> yeah, until, and I was no longer excited to watch the Pro Bowl because it was touch football. Yeah, I was as disappointed. Same thing. I, I turned it on. I was like, it's never a great game, but at least they usually tackle. And and you see the best of the best right. play the game more than, you know, and I get basketball. They don't play any defense. 
I just don't like that style of basketball, and I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch the basketball all-star game. I don't even watch the basketball slam dunk contest anymore since Michael Jordan quit participating. No, it's just not the same for me in the slam dunk contest as it used to be. Well, and that's the, the thing about the slam dunk contest is there's only like a finite number of dunks you can do, really. Right. You can do variations of them, but you've kind, we've kind of already seen most. We've, we've seen most of them. Everything you can do with a basketball as far as dunking it. And, and I think. I don't. I don't need my. I don't need my slam dunks with acrobatics so much. You know, if you want to play a trick shot contest, play a trick shot contest, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But nonetheless, I digress. So today's question for the CNC Collision text line: A, we're eight days out from Cowboys training camp, right? Are we going to have some drama from Cowboys before? <laughs> Day one of training camp. And B, what is the big story in Cowboys training camp for you? What is the big story that you think is going to open up at Cowboys training camp? I think we we talked about it yesterday, but I think it's the offensive line. I think so. But I, I mean, like, look, it, it, are we going to – wow, Dak is really taking over this team. Ezekiel Elliott looks outstanding in training camp and the running game is back. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, maybe it's injury. Uh-oh. I mean, remember, the reason why we got Dak Prescott is because training camp lost Tony Romo, mm-hmm. turned around and lost Kellen Moore, and Dak Prescott, the rookie, standing over there. I was 20 feet away on the field. And they went, hey, you're, four, you're in. You're up. <laughs> it's amazing how that worked out, though. If, if they hadn't got in, I mean, it just changed, changed the history of the Cowboys. It did. Absolutely. It absolutely did. Because I don't know. So will that he there be a big story a leading into training camp? Will there be some drama from the Cowboys like we've seen many, 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 many times before, before training camp opens up in eight days? The clock is ticking. <laughs> and what is. Look in your Cowboys crystal ball. What's the big story in Cowboys training camp? That's what I want to know. 254-662-1660. If you have one, let me know what it might be. I mean, there's so many different things you can look at for the Cowboys, and we'll talk to Kyle Yeomans about the Cowboys here in just a little bit. But, like, are you going to look up and go, "Uh uh-oh, man, we shouldn't have let Amari Cooper go. That that was my if if I I said the offensive line, but that would be one A one B would be who's going to catch the ball besides C D Lamb and Dalton Schultz mm-hmm. because Michael Gallup is and we can ask Kyle Yeomans about this, but I don't think Michael Gallup's going to be ready for the first game. That's the report so far that he's not. Mm-hmm. You know that's not a hundred percent that those are accurate, but we like I said we can ask Kyle about that. But if he's not, then you've got. Schultz, you've got C.D. Lamb, and then you've got rookies and Noah Brown and a bunch of scrubs. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the depth that you're used to having in the receiving core for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, no, like when when they started last year, when you had Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup before you got injured, they may have had, if not 
the best, at least one of the best receiving top, core. Top five. Yeah, probably top three. I mean, I guess you. I would say Tampa's is better. Um, there's one more that I'm not thinking of that I would put ahead of Dallas. But, I mean, it was up there. Mm-hmm. And now they're probably bottom five in the league as far as if you looked at their entire receiving core. Maybe just, the worst in the league. The depth. Yeah, yeah, it may be the worst in the league. Without Gallup, a healthy. Well, and and remember, years past, you could add in the tight end in that. Mm-hmm. I think Dalton Schultz is certainly serviceable, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's. You look at Dalton Schultz as one of the premier tight ends in the National Football League. He's in the top half, right? But I don't think he's a premier guy. No, I it, just I just don't, and no. and probably the Cowboys don't either. Or they wouldn't have put the franchise tag on him i think they put the franchise and and sometimes you put the franchise tag because you believe that and you just want to see how things unfold before you pay the big contract there's so many factors that go into that franchise tag i think for dalton schultz's case it's they believe in the guy because he's being in the system but they also want to see how he bounces back this year after injury and 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 is he going to take that next step before we give him the long-term contract. And the Cowboys at that position have not been in that situation in a very, very long time. I remember they had they had Witten for so long. Right. It was just – And before that, they had Novacek for so long. You didn't even worry about tight end. Uh, no, but you could count on it mm-hmm. whenever you needed it. Right. You need, you need to get it past the sticks? Well, all right, let's go Novacek or let's go Witten. I mean, and that was that was something you could utilize. They utilized the tight end as good as anybody in the National Football League. I don't think they're in that position right now with Dalton Schultz, my opinion. Now, maybe he has a breakout year this year and deservingly so gets the long-term contract. I just don't know. I think they're erring on the side of caution in that situation. They don't want to just let him go because he is – he does have the – well, I hate this word – Hate it. He has the potential of being <laughs> one of those guys, right? But we all know what potential is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he's. I think you put it one hundred percent correctly. He's top half of the league in tight end. He's probably. He's definitely not top five. He would probably maybe be close to top ten if you're maybe just going so. on receiving. Now, his blocking is terrible. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but it's not good just and, as far as catching look, the ball. He can do that pretty well. Right, but you need a. At that position, you need someone that's well-rounded. Right, and even catching the ball, he doesn't separate great, you know, from uh, safeties. I mean, he can beat linebackers, but he doesn't his, get great his separation. His route running is a, a challenge for him. That 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 creates the separation that you're talking about from that position, and, and he runs good routes. He doesn't run great routes. Right. Now, if you throw now, it to Novacek him, he's going to catch and Witten – they ran great routes. Technicians, yeah. Yes. Great routes. You know, Gonzalez ran great routes. That's why he was such, and, and you know, the physical specimen that he was. That's why he's, you know, one of the best that ever played that position. They don't just come along all the time either. I mean, let's be honest. Great tight ends are, I mean, just look in the Hall of Fame. How many tight ends are in the Hall of Fame? There's quite a few, but n- not as many as you would think. So, you know, it's. It's a different position to play. You have to be well-rounded in not only being a good receiver, running great routes, catching the football, but
but you also have to do what you just said. You have to be able to block and block well and not only block at the line of scrimmage and protect the quarterback in some cases if you're called for, but blocking downfield is a big part of the tight end position mm-hmm. too. That's not easy to teach. It it comes natural to to most tight ends. So there you go. We'll get into some Cowboys with Kyle Yeomans coming up in just a little bit. Home run derby. Did you watch it last night? Did you did you take time and stop down? I watched most of the first round and then I got busy doing some other things because I. Did I, you get busy or did you get bored, Aaron? I got bored and there then I made myself let's, busy. Let's, I was like, okay, that was okay. Let's be honest. I'm going to do laundry. And that's what I did. So, <laughs> you chose laundry over the Home Run Derby contest. I did. I think that tells you everything you need to know about the Home Run Derby contest in Aaron's eyes. Not real sure, but I'm just going out on a limb here. I'm going to choose laundry over the Home Run Derby contest. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We'll get into that Home Run Derby contest here in just a minute. Uh, it was entertaining. I I did the same thing. I was Wanted to get in there. I wanted to make sure I saw Corey Seager hit because being a Ranger fan, I, I wanted to see that. Being being a Ranger realist, Barfield is the Ranger fanatic. I mean, he's the one that thinks they're going to win the West, which I don't know what he's actually consuming <laughs> on that. Is he situation. talking about next year? No, he's talking about this year. I oh, mean, you yeah. know, he's, he's consuming something that. Uh, he's an optimist. We'll just say that. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I mean, they're they're two, maybe three years away, in my opinion. But we'll get into that. So let's talk about the home run derby coming up in just a moment. Kyle Yeomans will join us today. We'll talk Cowboys as we're eight days away from Cowboys training camp. Kyle chomping at the bit to get to California. He'll be out there. Our own Matt Mosley will be at Dallas Cowboys training camp. So we'll get the inside scoop from Matt Mosley if we can get him off a of beach in Italy. And get him out to California. Well, he's going to be in Italy on the beach. Then he's going to go to Malibu and lay around. <laughs> kind of sneak over to Cowboys camp. Then go back to Malibu and lay on the beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a far drive. I've made it many times. It's a beautiful drive. So, you know he'll be over there. Also, we'll have con- uh, Campus Confidential with Aaron Sexton. You got some good stuff lined up for us today? I do. Uh, some conference realignment stuff. Okay. And uh, lots of NIL news, lots of news coming out of the SEC media days, which is not a shock. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about all that. All right. Rafael Palmero, you might remember that name, former Texas Ranger, Baltimore Oreo. One of my all-time favorite Ranger players. Yep. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about All-Star Week, what that entails, a four-time All-Star himself. And we'll visit with Rafi about that. And Glenn Stretch-Smith will join us. Uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll talk about the first year of the USFL. How did that unfold? You know, remember they were in that one location for a lot of the season, and then they played the championship game at the Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium, Tom Benson Stadium, which is a thrill to, to go to and watch a football game at or be able to call a game at, which I had the wonderful opportunity, thanks to UMHB, to do that this year. What a What a great thrill that was. We'll talk to him about maybe just having that championship game. And I'll ask you, Aaron, before we get stretched on, having that championship game there at Tom Benson Stadium on the campus of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, did that did that give the USL FL in year one 2.0, let's be honest, but in year one a little more credibility in your mind? 
I think so. I think it was a great idea to do that. I do too. I mean, I really do. I think it was outstanding to be able to do that instead of just having it at wherever. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's an ideal location to say, hey, here's a stamp of approval. I just you know maybe it was maybe it wasn't, but in my mind, being able to turn the TV on and seeing the playoffs there and then the championship game there as well, I thought that was genius by the NFL and USFL. Yeah, it's it's important what you associate your brand with. It really mm-hmm. is. It, it 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 affects the perception of your brand. And when you associate, they've they were able to associate the USFL with the Pro Football Hall of Fame by having mm-hmm. that game there. Yeah, I mean, just in the shadows of that iconic building, mm-hmm. that beautiful stadium that they've done some renovations on, it 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 looked, you know, it, it looked like, hey, this maybe this league is for real. I think it added a little credibility. Well, I stretch about that. I don't know if he was at the championship game or not. I would assume that he might have made his way over there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Well, we'll ask him when we get in on The stretch will join us, and we'll get into some more of the NFL, what's going on around the NFL. is Not only the Cowboys, but that's the one we're concerned about. Everybody heading into training camp. I'd also like to ask Aaron, how is that first practice and how many cameras are at the first pack practice of the Carolina Panthers? Oh, there'll be a lot. <laughs> there'll it, be a lot. Is that going to be the most? Well, I think the Cowboys will probably be the most because they always are. Mm-hmm. As far as all eyes on me, cameras everywhere for the first day of Cowboys training camp. I would almost say that Carolina might be in second place with the media attention for their first day of training camp. I think you may be right. I mean, there's going to be a lot of interest with Baker Mayfield being traded there. And if you want to for see a bag Sam, of peanuts, I don't know who would, right. And I don't know who would, but if you want to see Sam Darnold as the, as the number one quarterback in Carolina, you probably want to go on day one because <laughs> that's probably the only day He'll be listed on the depth chart as the starting quarterback. You think Baker steps in and takes over? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think there's – Baker Mayfield is not a great NFL quarterback, but he is light years better than Sam Darnold. Well, so are you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, throw that out there. They had – they had a pretty terrible quarterback room last year, didn't they? Well, yeah, it it, it was completely a a mess, Mm -hmm. an absolute mess for the Panthers and Matt Rule. And it was amazing that while Christian McCaffrey was healthy, they were able to hide it. Mm-hmm. But once he got hurt and – No, it was it, lights out. Yeah, when it fell on Sam Bradford's shoulders, then, yeah, it was all over. All right, so that's what we have lined up for the Matt Mosley Show here on this Tuesday afternoon. Ward Whites and Aaron Sexton in along with you. Stay right there when we come back. We'll talk about that home run derby that Aaron chose to do laundry instead of watch up next. <laughs> Right here on ESPN Central Texas. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast, excessive heat warning in effect today. Tonight, clear skies with a low of only around 80 the rest of the week. That excessive heat warning continues with highs 
as high as 107 for the next couple of days, then slightly cooler later in the week with highs of only around 103. Currently, it's 104 at ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics. And Baylor ends Oklahoma's unbeaten season. The Bears snap the Sooners' winning streak at 17. Baylor wins in Big 12 play over Oklahoma. 27-14 the final score. It just means more when you beat a team like Oklahoma. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Is $5 gas and high-priced groceries eating into your pocketbook? Afraid how much longer you'll be able to purchase a firearm for protection or sporting needs? Then you need to head to the Real Texas Gun Show at Lee Lockwood Library, July 30th and 31st, benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be the show where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. Their vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas, and the variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. Located at 2801 West Waco Drive in the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, this gun show is to help raise funds for the Scottish Rite Foundation's many charities in the state of Texas. Do not miss this show either as a patron or a vendor. That's the real Texas Gun Show at Lee Lockwood Library and Museum in Waco, benefiting charity Saturday, July 30th, 9 to 5 and Sunday, July 31st from 10 to 4. It's kid-friendly, so bring the family. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. Now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeier Drive in Waco. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. 
Luckily, I met the team at Nitchi Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchi Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers. And you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchi Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchi Group at 1-800-258-8302. And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's sitting in alongside Aaron Sexton for the vacationing, beach laying Matt Mosley. <laughs> you think he's really laying on a beach? Uh, probably not in Italy, although I'm sure they visited some. I would. That. I guess you. That's one of those where you go eat more and yeah, and go see the sights a little okay. more. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can agree with that. Hey, from the two five four at Barfield's age, he's probably getting senile, and the Rangers are always two to three years away. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Except for I the, think they're two or three years except away. Except for the World Series years, he's he's not wrong. <laughs> mm. But I think Thanks, Nelly legitimately, though, I agree with you. I think they're about two years away from really, really competing for. They, they for just a don't have enough pieces yet, right? You can get They've good. got some good pieces. Yeah. Uh, they, Speaking they, of which, home run derby last night. Aaron chose to do laundry instead <laughs> of watch the home run derby, which is nothing wrong with that at all. But the Rangers did have a representative in the home run derby, and it was one Corey Seager. And he hits the second most homers in the first round of the derby ever, cranking out 24 of those home run derbies at Dodger Stadium, uh, home runs at Dodger Stadium. Uh, his first appearance in Los Angeles since leaving for the Rangers in the offseason. And his father, Jeff, was the pitcher. But not a bad showing for a guy that on a new team coming in and first half of the season with 22 home runs, including one in five straight games from July 18th to July the 12th. And player of the week from July 4th to 10. Good representation, right? To have him be able to sit in there and and be able to hit those home runs. Now look, he was just paired up with a rookie that's Yeah, he got really unlucky as pretty far darn as, good. As far as 32 home runs in the first round. Yeah. He does that. Yep. I mean, he had a great great round and he just ran into ran into a monster. Yeah, absolutely. So, there you go. Corey Seager with a good showing at the home run, der uh, home run derby. Uh, Albert Pujols wins the first round with 20. That surprised you a little bit that he got past the first round? It did. It did. I, th I thought he would have quit himself well, but I thought he would go out in the first round, and mm -hmm. he did very well. I was, I was very surprised. Got beat by Soto in the second round, and Rodriguez, again, beat Seager 32-24, to in round one, then came back and hit 31 more and knocked off Alonzo in round two. And he was able to get 18 in the finals. And Soto wins the home run derby with 19 in that final round. So how about that? And both the, the, of the guys in the, I say guys, I, I want to say kids in the finals are in their early 20s. Yeah. I think both, 21 and 22. That's just incredible. Both young cats. Absolutely. 
All right, what are you looking for in the All-Star game tonight? I'm looking for it to be tied because I want to see the new tiebreaker. The new tiebreaker is, explain that, Aaron. They will not go to extra innings baseball. If they are tied at the end of the ninth, they will have a home run derby. How about that? A mini home run derby, but yeah, it'll be decided by a home run derby. So I, I think they ought to incorporate that into Major League Baseball. I, that would be amazing. It really You want would. to cut the game down? No more 16, 18 inning games? Tied after nine? All right. Who do you want out here? We're going to crank some out. See who wins this thing. Then we'll all go home. You have the shootout in soccer and the shootout in hockey, and you could have the home run face-off in, in Major League Baseball. I think it'd be great. How about that? I hope it's tied at the end of the game. Tonight. I really do, too. I want to I see want that to see so that. bad. I want to see it unfold. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Kyle Yeoman from the Dallas Cowboys Network. He will join us eight days away from Cowboys in California. We'll talk to Kyle about that, see when his departure date is. That's coming up next on the Matt Mosley Show. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntexSportsFan.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254 254- 495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. What do John Morris, 
Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Julio Rodriguez blasted 81 home runs in the home run derby, but Washington Astros Juan Soto takes the home run derby crown, edging the Mariners rookie in the final round. Major League Baseball All-Star Game tonight. Ray Shane McClanahan will get the start for the American League, and Dodgers Clayton Kershaw will go for the National League. Rangers will be represented by Martin Perez and Corey Seager. Talks about the partnership between the Big 12 and Pac-12, which have been discussed extensively the past two weeks, have officially ended. Officials from the Big 12 told Pac-12 officials on Monday they're no longer interested in exploring a partnership. Golf analyst David Faraday is leaving NBC for the LIV. Notre Dame will try and remain an independent if they can reach a deal with NBC for $75 million after their current deal expires in 2025. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's in this Tuesday afternoon for Matt Mosley, laying on a beach somewhere. Aaron Sexton alongside me. Joining us now from the Dallas Cowboys Network, it is the one and only Kyle Yeomans. Good afternoon, Kyle. How are we? How's it going, everybody? Glad to be on with you again. Outstanding to have you on with me again as well, Kyle. And I know that... You have your ear to the ground and your eyes on the prize for the Dallas Cowboys. My question for the CNC Collision text line, Kyle, was, and I'll go to you first for that, and then we'll get into some Cowboys even more. But I said we're eight days away from training camp. Are we going to have some Cowboys drama before the opening of training camp so the Jones and Mike McCarthy can get bombarded at – the opening press conference. Do you think that that's a possibility to happen? And what's the biggest story coming out or during Cowboys training camp? Yeah, you know, it's funny because you've, I mean, you've covered this team longer than I've even covered this team. You know that drama is always a little bit of a possibility or even a lot of a possibility, uh, especially this time of year where uh, football fans, NFL fans in general are just kind of starving for a storyline. Uh, they want something to happen. So I don't think it's out of the question that something could, could happen here over the next eight days. Luckily, you don't really have to go into this training camp thinking of a lot of the off-the-field issues. I mean, in the past, you've had uh, contract disputes. You've had potential suspensions. You've had new coaching staffs, all these different things off the field that continue to play into the storylines that kind of plague you for the early days of training camp. You don't really have that this year with the exception of, of failed expectations. That's really the biggest thing right now is you, you failed to reach expectations after a 12-5 and five season last year, uh, a healthy roster going into the playoff game against the 49ers, and, and now it's a, okay, what's, what do you do next? What's the next step? Because you can't really afford to take a step back. So I think that's one of the early uh, early storylines. It kind of playing into that. I think it's, it's who's going to – 
who's under the most pressure heading into this 2022 season? Is it Coach Mike McCarthy? Is it potentially Dak Prescott? Is it another name on the roster? Or is it maybe one of these coordinators that could potentially be the next head coach for the Cowboys should things go sour for, for Mike McCarthy and company? So that's kind of the things that everybody's kind of keeping their eye on. But at least at the moment, and knock on wood, there's nothing crazy that's going to pop up, or at least I don't think so here over these next eight days. Kyle Yeoman is with us on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, is this the most depth that the Cowboys secondary has had in quite some time going into a season? I think so, and I think specifically at the safety spot you can say that as well because last year, what were we talking about going into the draft? It was, hey, it's one of these corners that are going to have to be selected. It's going to have to be J.C. Horn or – uh, or a Patrick Sertan. If not, you're going to be really thin at the cornerback slot. Luckily, last season, uh, I mean, and a big credit to Dan Quinn, Al Harris, and that entire secondary coaching staff is is the fact that uh, Trayvon Diggs had the season he did with an 11 interception campaign. Uh, you, you take you talk about Jordan Lewis having a career year with three interceptions. Same for Anthony Brown. Those guys stepped up. And you have some young talent, two guys that were drafted in the top 100 last year in Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright, who didn't see a whole lot of playing time, but could certainly see some here in this, this upcoming season. So I think there's ways uh, that you could look at that cornerback slot, but it's really the safety spot that you're excited about. Uh, it, it starts with Jalen Curse and his addition last year, a guy who was a, a special teams journeyman in the NFL for a couple of seasons finally found the right fit you bring him into the box and he really plays that that safety linebacker role for your defense that you had been craving for over the last couple of seasons and then you've got donovan wilson coming back you've got malik hooker who showed some promise on the back half of last season and stayed fully healthy as a former first round pick as well so there's a lot more depth there than i think you could say maybe in the last decade maybe even two decades if you want to go back to the darren woodson days that might be the last time the Cowboys could really look at that secondary and say, hey, we've got some confidence on that part of the, the defense, and hopefully that unit uh, can continue to produce. You know, last year the secondary was very good and led the league in interceptions, but let's not forget that it was because of that front for the Cowboys was putting pressure on Micah Parson being moved around and, and putting pressure on the quarterbacks to to enable the secondary to play as well as they did. Is that a huge question mark going in? because of what they lost, or do you think they've replaced enough up front that that should continue under Dan Quinn? I think it is a question mark, and, and there are a couple other question marks on this roster, but that's probably a top five one for me at the moment is the fact that they, they replace Randy Gregory. And, yeah, Randy Gregory on the stat sheet only had six sacks. He only had uh, a certain amount of, of actually bringing the quarterback down, but he had 90-plus pressures last season and and pressures certainly play an impact especially when he was able to disrupt some guys uh, the, the way that he did so effectively early in that campaign last year or at least when he came back from the early injury rather but I think there's a way that you can replace him it's not going to be one singular guy though and I think they they're expecting that Dante Fowler Jr. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong are going to play bigger roles this season uh, coming off the edge spot. And then I, there's a lot of confidence in Sam Williams, second-round pick out of Ole Miss. I don't necessarily think you can expect a five- or six-sack season from a rookie like that, but 
if he does come in and he provides some jolt to that defense, I think that's a success story overall. But keep an eye on the interior of that defensive line. I, I really do think that the defensive tackle spot, just like I was talking about with the, the secondary a little bit ago, that's a position that they've been starred for in, for quite some time. They've used a lot of draft capital. They've signed some veteran free agents in that spot over these last couple of seasons. And now I feel like that's one of the strengths of this defense is going to be the interior with guys like Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, Osa Digizua, Chauncey Golston. Uh, there's a lot to be desired from that spot last year, but I think you're going to get a lot more of it this year. How big a season is this for Ezekiel Elliott? I think it's massive. And when I said top five question marks, he's probably number one for me right now. What is Zeke and, and what is he going to be in a role for the, these upcoming uh, campaigns? Because, I mean, there's an out in his contract at the end of the season. I don't necessarily think he wants to go anywhere. I don't think the Cowboys want him to go anywhere. They want to see 2016, 2018 Zeke where you're – not only a bell cow back, but you've got some explosiveness to your game. And that's something that's been missing over these last two seasons. Sure, he had a 1,000 yards. Sure, he's been great in the red zone and in short-yarded situations. He's still probably a top five or six back in the NFL. But the explosiveness that you saw from an early career Zeke just has not been there. And you want Ezekiel Elliott to get back to that. Uh, I, I think there's a chance that he could get back to that. At least last year, you're looking at the fact that he played with a, a, a banged-up knee from week four onward. Uh, how much of a factor that played, who knows, other than Zeke and the training staff and even the coaching staff. But uh, from a fan standpoint, you just haven't seen it these last couple of years. I think he can get back to that. Now he is fully healthy, but that's a huge question mark. And it's, it's one of those that probably won't be answered, Ward, until after training camp's over with because you really don't get a great feel – for the tailback position until you actually get into week one and you have an opportunity to see some contact and see some pads off. Kyle Yeoman is with us here on ESPN Central Texas talking Cowboys eight days away from training camp in California. Dak Prescott over the past couple of seasons, we know that he's battled through injury and last year's injury may have been because of compensation because of the, the leg and, and who knows? I mean, you see that happen all the time. How confident are the Cowboys that Dak is going to be able to get through training camp without any of those nagging injuries. And as hot as it is, it, it, you could call it training cramp as if yeah. you were going <laughs> to do it in, in Texas anyways. Uh, luckily, we're out in Oxnard, and it should be like in the 80s or something like that. Uh, rub yeah, it in, I, rub it in. Of, yeah, yeah, I know. I Trust me, when you're calling me out there, I will be rubbing I it know, in. I know, I know. The the fact of the matter around Dak Prescott this season is can he keep the consistency – of what he started last year. Because like you said, there were so many things that went into last season. First, he had the return from the ankle injury. Then he suffered the shoulder injury in training camp. And then he had the calf injury against the the Patriots. So not only was it really the first true season where Dak had had to battle through any sort of injury, really, in his NFL career, but he had to do it through multiple injuries. And now you, you look at a full off season. He's had a chance to, to rest, to, to rejuvenate, to continue to work and, and get leaner has been one of his biggest concerns this year is he wants to be lean. He wants to be uh, flexible was the word that he used. And he certainly looks the part, at least he did through OTA minicamp. And we'll, of course, see him out in Oxnard here in a week. But 
I really think there's a lot of confidence within the organization and more importantly, within the locker room around Dak Prescott. They know he's the franchise quarterback. He's a guy that he brings that leadership quality that's just so rare in the NFL and it's needed in a position like quarterback. And I think the this this team is rallying around him. He knows that it's a different type of chip on your shoulder this season than any other season with the Cowboys because of the failed expectations a year ago and because uh, it is so important with him and the way that this roster is built and the contract that he has that he needs to win soon and he needs to win often. So uh, there's a a little added urgency from Dak Prescott, at least with talking to him and and seeing the way he's interacted with teammates throughout this offseason. He knows that it's different. And he knows that there's a lot to prove with a young receiving core with that as well, kind of keeping that in mind. And I think it all starts whenever they get back to Oxnard too. Kyle, I kind of think that we all know that Mike McCarthy is on a little bit of a hot seat. If it's not hot, it's it's getting really warm for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. But that being said, how much pressure is on Kellen Moore? I think there is pressure on Kellen Moore because, I mean, we were – this year or this time last year, rather, we were talking about, okay, he's an up and comer. He's learning. He's, he's going to take a next step this season. And they finished with the most amount of yards in the NFL. But I think at the end of the day, that just feels like an empty stat. Uh, it, it feels like you didn't necessarily have the offensive prowess against decent defenses or above average defenses, even uh, in the back half of the season that you would need. And I think that square, squarely falls responsibility-wise on your co- or offensive coordinator. I think the fact that Kellen Moore didn't go deep enough into his bag in the back half of the season really struggled to get that offense off the ground. And there, there are a lot of eyes on him, not only from a league standpoint, to see if he can rebound and he can continue to grow and take a next step as an offensive coordinator, because if he does, he should be a head coaching candidate. If he doesn't, though, there's going to be a lot of skepticism around him, not only being here in Dallas next year, but think about the kind of role that he could have elsewhere. Is somebody even going to be able to take a chance on him as a coordinator if Dallas says, you know what, you were here, we we tried to groom you into this position, you still weren't ready. I think there's a massive amount of pressure on Kellen Moore because if he doesn't get the job done this year, that could be a very real scenario he's facing in the offseason next year. Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle, appreciate the time as always. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, there he goes, Kyle Yeomans. And, yeah, rub it in there a little bit. He's going to be in 80-degree weather. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate that. <laughs> what a great guy. All right, coming up next, Campus Confidential with Aaron Stexon on the Mac Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. Summer is when blood donations are at their lowest. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Julio Rodriguez blasted 81 home runs in the home run derby, but Washington Astros Juan Soto takes the home run derby crown, edging the Mariners rookie in the final round. Major League Baseball All-Star Game tonight. Ray Shane McClanahan will get the start for the American League, and Dodgers Clayton Kershaw will go for the National League. Rangers will be represented by Martin Perez and Corey Seager. Talks about the partnership between the Big 12 and Pac-12, which have been discussed extensively the past two weeks, have officially ended. Officials from the Big 12 told Pac-12 officials on Monday they're no longer interested in exploring a partnership. Golf analyst David Faraday is leaving NBC for the LIV. Notre Dame will try and remain independent if they can reach a deal with NBC for $75 million after their current deal expires in 2025. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Ward White's in for Matt Mosley here on this Tuesday. It is time for Campus Confidential with Aaron Sexton. Aaron, what do you have today? You mentioned it in Sports Center, but talks about a partnership between the Big 12 and a Pac-12, which had been discussed extensively the past two weeks, have officially ended, sources told ESPN. Officials from the Big 12 told the Pac-12 yesterday that they're no longer interested in exploring the partnership. A Big 12 source said that the deal didn't work, included and said that any potential deal wouldn't have driven much revenue for the league. The Big 12 said they would kind of get back to the Pac-12 after they looked into it over the weekend. According to this ESPN article, they did, and it just didn't make financial sense. So they let them know yesterday what I think you and I both knew, and probably the Big 12 knew, but they were doing due diligence and checked with 
either their potential TV partners or someone who knows what the TV potential TV partners are looking for. And they said, no, you know, adding the whole Pac-12 doesn't add value or enough to justify adding everyone. And I can see that. Yeah. I I, I can see that. Look, you're going to, you'd have to split it into two different sections and then have a championship game with the other two. I I just, I don't see the beneficial in it. I I don't know that there's a lot of teams in the Pac-12 that would make the Big 12 even more inviting as it is right now. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I, I mean, I think you could add Oregon and Washington, but I don't think you're going to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you add Utah and Arizona and Arizona State, eh, it's okay. But it doesn't get my doesn't get me revved up at all. So, yeah, I think Big 12's just going to have to figure it out by themselves. From everything I've read about the value of schools in the Pac-12, your reaction is pretty much spot on to how the TV networks view the Pac-12. Oregon and Washington for the Big 12, not the Big 10 because they're looking at $100 million a school, but for the right. Big 12 would be revenue positive. It's generally the, is kind of the general consensus. Mm-hmm. They would bring in more, so you would add them in a second. The four corner schools, as they're called, Utah, the two Arizona schools in Colorado would be revenue neutral almost, so you yeah. could bring them in and get about the same and you would expand your footprint. And kind of put put your knee on the back of the Pac-12 and pretty much in the Pac-12. And then all the other schools would be negative for your conference, which mm-hmm. would be Washington State and Oregon State mainly um, because there's never really been any consideration for Stanford or, or Cal joining the Big 12. It's just no. not going to happen. No. The Big 12 doesn't want it and those schools don't want it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think your your gut reaction is, is pretty spot on to – how the networks view that. So no merger. That doesn't mean, though, that the Big 12 uh, couldn't still add certain Pac-12 schools, including those four corner schools. A group of Texas Tech donors will reportedly extend NIL deals to 100 Red Raider football players ahead of this football season, according to the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. All 85 of the program's scholarship players and 15 of the top walk-ons will be eligible to receive a renewable one-year deal were $25,000 from the Matador Club, a nonprofit organization comprised of private donors, which is basically the Texas Tech NIL Collective. So I think that is an outstanding idea. Mm-hmm. It basically gives them a kind of a minimum salary to go along with their scholarship. And if you don't have anything besides that, at least you're, I mean, you can, you can make do on that. Well, it and it's even across the board. Something right. that everybody's been clamoring on. Why did we just let this jack in the box out without coming up with something that would be equitable for everybody? You know, somebody, everybody's going to get a piece of the pie. Now, whether it's equal across the board, well, that that's entirely up to you. Maybe the linemen don't make as much as the the backs and receivers, which I think is ridiculous. I think it should be if it's going to be college football and everybody's everybody should get some. Kind of like the old laundry money. Everybody gets the same laundry money. Why not get the NIL? That's a great idea for the Red Raiders. I think it's outstanding. Uh, and you know what? 
I bet they're not the last one to do it. Everybody else may follow suit and find a way to get it equitable for everybody. That was going to be my next comment. I think you're going to see something just like this eventually in, in most of the top football schools. And around this amount, I think. I think that's a pretty good amount as kind mm-hmm. of a base. And every, like you said, everyone gets it that's on scholarship plus, you know, the top walk-ons, which is good because they're not even getting uh, football scholarships, obviously. And uh, I, I agree 100%. I think it's a great idea for Texas Tech, and I think it's going to be an idea that, that other teams do in the very, very near future. Right, we better, uh, we've got a big, big guest coming up, so we better go ahead and get to the break. <laughs> All right, there's Aaron's Campus Confidential uh, here on the Matt Mosley Show. We'll do it again tomorrow. Coming up next, Rafael Palmero, former Texas Ranger, four-time All-Star, will join us. We'll talk about his experience at the All-Star game. That's coming up next on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show, and I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Ward White sitting in for Matt Mosley here on this Tuesday afternoon. Aaron Sexton alongside of me. Matt laying on a beach in Italy somewhere. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know what he's doing. He certainly has his sunglasses on just chilling. But I'm in for Matt here on this uh, afternoon. And it is All-Star Week. And I wanted to talk to an All-Star himself. Four-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove winner, two-time Silver Slugger. Former Texas Ranger, Mr. Rafael Palmero. Rafi, how are we doing today? Uh, pretty hot, actually. <laughs> it's so hot in uh, Texas, but I'm doing good, man. Just uh, trying to uh, trying to stay cool in this weather, you know. It, it is, it, yeah. It's a little warm out there, and it, if you find a way to stay cool, please let me know because I would like to try to stay cool as well. It's it's brutal out there in Texas, but hey, um, maybe maybe we can get through it quickly and and get to. Uh, Get to some cooler weather. Rafi, I, I appreciate you being on with me today and, and spending some time talking. And the reason I wanted to reach out to you is because being a four-time All-Star, and I was just thinking, man, what would it be like to be at All-Star Weekend? Maybe for the first time, the first time that you went in, in 88. What was that experience like being a All-Star? Well, it was actually exciting because – uh, like you said, it was in 1988, so I was just barely getting into the league. My my first year was really 87. Um, I came up in 86 for a little bit in September. 87, I was there most of the year. And then 88 was my first full year. So being there with a lot of the guys that I watched growing up um, as a kid, you know, uh, and then to be able to play against them during that season and then uh, be out there on the field with those guys, uh, it was just amazing. I, I think it was in Toronto if I – or not Toronto, but it was Cincinnati. Um, and it was just exciting. I was a little nervous, but, um, you know, it's just uh, being there, having a, a good first half and just being there with the all-star team, uh, was just a tremendous experience. And, um, and I enjoyed it. When you look back at that first all-star game, do, do you remember just soaking up the moment or you look at it and go, and I wish I would have kind of looked around a little bit more my first at bat when I was at the All-Star game because it is kind of a flash, isn't it? It is. And you know what? You just uh, – um, the whole thing is so big and, and uh, just so overwhelming, especially for younger players. You do want to take it all in, but at the same time, uh, you don't want it to be too much that you can't handle because you actually have to play in a game. And at some point – I wasn't a starter, but at some point, you know, you're going to have to come in the game later in the game and usually the game is on the line and you're either going to come up uh up to bat with the game on the line or you're going to have to go out there and play defense with the game on the line so although it's a fun experience you still want to go out there and perform well you know the whole world is watching um and uh you know just take it all in but at the same time get ready uh to to do uh the things that you're supposed to do during the game as you continue to have the opportunity to go to the all-star game did you find yourself talking to the young guys about, hey, soak this up because it goes by pretty quickly? Did you have that opportunity to kind of be a mentor to the, some of the younger All-Stars? Yeah, I did later on in my career. I was able to play in four, and I did also the uh, the 2004 Home Run Derby down in Houston. So, yeah, I got a chance to visit with the younger guys and just let them know that even though it's an exhibition game, um, you know, enjoy the moments, take pictures do everything that you can, but also take it serious enough that you go out there and get the job done. Uh, but as a young player, I was able to go up to veteran guys and, 
and they did the same thing with me. So I was able to to pass that on to the to the next generation of players. But man, there were some really great ones when I played. Uh, guys that were superstars, guys that were that ended up in the in the Hall of Fame. So it, it's just a, it's a great experience for everyone. As great a player as you were, did you walk on the field sometime in those All Star games and go, "Wow, look what I look what I'm surrounded with." in these players that are all on the same diamond at the same time? I did every single time. But the one that sticks out the most was the 99 All-Star game in Boston where it wasn't just the the current All-Star players. It was the all-time All-Star team wow. that they assembled that year. And it was Ted Williams and Hank Aaron and Willie Mays and Pete Rose and all the great names that um, that came before us. They were all there assembled at the All-Star game. Uh, in Boston, it was just an amazing. It was like being a kid all over again, you know. Uh, but it, it always is at all the All Star games. It's you know you get a chance to to talk to the opposing players, talk to the uh, 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 you know the other side, the, the National League. In my case, playing with the American League. Um, but that '99 All Star game was special because we got on the field with some of the the most incredible players that came before us. It would seem like that would almost put a lump in your throat to be able to stand on the same grass as those guys. Oh, well, especially guys like Ted Williams and Willie Mays uh, and Mike Schmidt and, and Reggie Jackson. I mean, it, I mean, those are the best of the best of all time. And like I said, as a kid, I watched those guys play ball and never could imagine that I would be on the same field with them uh, sharing in an all-star game. So it's an amazing experience. Was that, was that your best all-star memory, Rafi? It is, um, and I actually got a big hit uh, that game. But, you know, all the All-Star games were great. I did a couple of home run derbies. I did one in, in Colorado in 90, I believe it was 98. Uh, that was a pretty exciting moment. But uh, 99 was the one that sticks out. I think for the most part, everybody was there, that was there would probably say the same thing because of the, the all-time great players that were there with us. Now, when you did the Home Run Derby, Rafael Palmero with us on ESPN Central Texas, when you did the Home Run Derby at All-Star Weekend, was it the format of 10 outs and and, it, and that's the way you played? It was, yeah. So basically, um, you just had 10 outs to play with. So right. we took our time. We took a lot of pitches. Um, you know, we stepped out. There wasn't a clock running, so you kind of took your time. And, and just as long as it took, and as long as you uh, didn't get the 10 outs, you could stay there the whole time. Uh, and, it, and it, I don't know. I think the format now is probably better. You get a lot more swings. You don't really have time to step out and take any pitches. And I think now you're able to, if you have a good pitcher that can throw a lot of strikes, you're able to get in a groove and hit six, seven, eight at a time. You know, back then we, we just kind of did it probably not the right way. And, and that's why you didn't see, you know, guys hitting 20, 30 home runs like you do today. Yeah, I was going to ask you which formats you like best, but you think that this one kind of gives you the opportunity to kind of get lathered up and get in that groove where you're where you're feeling the ball and and you're seeing a beach ball come at you. Yes, and I and I think back then we thought that maybe just stepping out and taking your time and, and taking some pitches might give you a better game situation approach. But this is a home run derby. This is like take as many swings as you can in four minutes or three minutes, however long you have, and just take as many swings as you can, as fast as you can. And if you get in a groove, you're able to accumulate a lot of a lot of home runs like that young player did yesterday that uh, was able to, uh, I think he hit over 70, 80 home runs 
Yeah, Rodriguez, eighty-one home runs. <laughs> can you yeah. can you imagine eighty-one home runs in a in a certain period of time? No, no, that's that's what I'm saying is that he got in a groove. He was able to to get some good pitches, and he just once you get in that groove, you just kind of repeat the same thing over and over again, and you get in a you get in that zone. And so with this format, you get in a zone and you're able to accumulate a lot of numbers. But in the other format, you really don't get in a groove because you're stepping out and you're taking pitches and you're just thinking about it too much. When you got the call that you were going to be an all-star, do you remember that moment? Gosh, not the first time. That first one in 88, uh, I don't even remember where I was. I thought that I might make it to the all-star game because I was – I was uh, having a really good year, especially average-wise. I was battling Tony Gwynn for a batting title. Um, so I kind of thought that maybe I might make it. Obviously, I didn't make it uh, with the votes, but I was picked. But I know that I was excited to be there, and or I was excited when I got the call. But I just don't remember, you know, where, where I was. I'm, I'm sure I was in the clubhouse somewhere, maybe on the road uh, during a game. That usually is what happens anyway. 569 home runs for Rafael Palmero. Is there one that stands out in your mind? Probably the one on Mother's Day 2003, which was number 500 here at home in Texas. When you when you walk around and see the new ballpark, and I, I've seen you there a couple of times, your thoughts when you see that, that ballpark with the roof on it? Well, I don't like it to play myself in it. I like the old one. The old one was like Thank you. probably my favorite. Yes. <laughs> um, the one that sits next to it now that's a football stadium, that one was pure baseball. I mean, that was my favorite, one of my favorites along with the old Yankee Stadium. Uh, that, that to me is just baseball, playing outdoors, grass field, dirt, you know, heat in the summertime, that kind of stuff. But I get it. I understand, you know, being inside, the fans are now more comfortable. The fans can now go out there and enjoy the game in 75-degree weather, especially now when it's 105, 110 degrees. <laughs> it's been like this for about a month now. So, uh, yeah, for the fans, it's beautiful. It's, it's comfortable inside. It actually looks like a ballpark when you sit inside the stadium. But when you're standing outside of it, it looks like the – like the American Airlines uh, <laughs> hangar here at the airport. So I don't really care much for how it looks, but it is beautiful on the inside, and I'm sure the fans are loving it. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I've been to a few games, and it's it's really nice to sit up in there and, and not sweat and, and, and just uh, enjoy the 75-degree weather inside. You just made my year, Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that it's split. I know that a lot of people like the new one. Because of the comfort, uh huh. But it's just not baseball. baseball. It's just not baseball to me. Well, that's the thing is that if you're going to go out to the ballpark to watch a game in the middle of the summer, you're going to go sit out in the heat. You're going to sweat. You're going to drink a couple beers. You're going to eat a couple hot dogs, and you're going to leave very sweaty. Um, (laughs) And that's just baseball. I mean, that's kind of the way it's been since the beginning. But you know, times change. The game has changed. You know, it's about money now. It's about attracting fans to the ballpark. So that you can sell them the product and the hot dogs and, and the and the and the hats and the t-shirts and they're doing it all in the comfort of inside and it feels like you're in a in a movie theater of some <laughs> sort. Yeah. Rafael Palmero with us here on ESPN Central Texas, four-time All-Star. 
Rafi, I know you're very, very busy, but I appreciate you taking a little time and hopping on with me. Have a great week. Enjoy the rest of your week and, and, and have some fun. I look to talk to you again soon, man. Thank you, man. I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, let's do it again soon. All right. There he goes. Rafael Palmero, former Texas Ranger, four-time All-Star, and made my year by saying he liked the temple better than the indoor airport hangar that the <laughs> Rangers are playing in now. How about that? That's got to make you feel good, right? Glenn Stretch-Smith's coming up next. We're going to talk USFL, how that first inaugural season 2.0 went for the USFL. That's next on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast, sunny and hot the rest of the way today. Tonight, clear skies, low of around 80 Sunny and hot the rest of the week with a heat advisory in effect and a high tomorrow near 108. Currently 105 at ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Have with us the new commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, Brett Yormark. I'd like to build the brand of the Big 12. Um, in New York, I'm not sure a lot of people know the Big 12 brand. And candidly, I want to make it a national brand that's recognizable all over the country. And when student athletes are in their senior year and they're contemplating what's next, I want them to say, I need to go to the Big 12. John Moores, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Your Drive in Waco. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. So Windows Direct. 
Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm here too. He is. I'm Jimmy. I need to say hi to somebody at the City of Waco Permits Department, Heather Hewish. Okay, Heather Hewish. Thank you for saving my backside. Okay, that's a little outside of our uh, commercial goals here, but we will tell you that I told her I'd say hi, and she said I better not. You can call them downtown if you need permits. They're good people. They are, and we're good people at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254. They should cut me a break. 235 for in the city. Or fixitjimmy.com. That's me. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Julio Rodriguez blasted 81 home runs in the home run derby, but Washington Astros Juan Soto takes the home run derby crown, edging the Mariners rookie in the final round. Major League Baseball All-Star game tonight. Ray Shane McClanahan will get the start for the American League, and Dodgers Clayton Kershaw will go for the National League. Rangers will be represented by Martin Perez and Corey Seager. Talks about the partnership between the Big 12 and Pac-12, which have been discussed extensively the past two weeks, have officially ended. Officials from the Big 12 told Pac-12 officials on Monday they're no longer interested in exploring a partnership. Golf analyst David Faraday is leaving NBC for the LIV. Notre Dame will try and remain an independent if they can reach a deal with NBC for $75 million after their current deal expires in 2025. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White sitting in for Matt Mosley alongside me, Aaron Sexton, and joining us now, you remember a familiar voice and name, Glenn Stretch Smith, along with us. Hey, Stretch, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good, fellas. How are y'all today? Outstanding. I want to talk to you about the USFL's inaugural season uh, and the opportunity to have that championship game at Tom Benson Stadium there at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Was that a stamp of approval for the USFL in year one to have it there? Well, I, you know, I think so. I think more than anything Ward, and I mean, you you know, I, I jog your memory going back to the, you know, college football days, you know, when you, when you came up through the Southwest Conference, I mean, ultimately you wanted to go play for the prize in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. that was where the Southwest Conference went. That was, that was what meant so much was to get that Cotton Bowl watch, get that Cotton Bowl ring, be able to, you know, come to Dallas and, 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 and surround yourself in a hundred thousand seat stadium and what was, you know, or still is fair park. And so, you know, to be able to put an inaugural league in that position where you could say, okay, we're going to go play this at, at, at the pro football hall of fame and, and, and go to Canton, albeit they didn't have full service hotels there. We had to stay in Cleveland. I mean, there were some, uh, you know, there were some things that from an operational standpoint, that the league had to work through and Daryl Johnston and, 
and Brian Woods, you know, the, the president, operations guy, they were able to work through all that. And I think being able to give those players in an inaugural season an opportunity to say, okay, ultimately the prize is here and we're going to where, you know, all of the, to walk through the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it, it really is. And I got to do it when I was with the Cowboys and then obviously Troy, you know, I was fortunate enough that Troy involved me when he went into the Hall of Fame. But being able to go there and being able to see those players, and it's almost like you can you can smell, you know, the 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 the, the jerseys, the helmets, the things that it just it it it, it really it, it engulfs you in what you know the sport is all about. And so going to uh, you know where where the best players of all time are the best coaches of all time, and obviously they've spent a ton of money on that, you know, on that Hall of Fame Village, mm-hmm. uh, redoing that stadium. It really was it was it was a class A experience and something that I'll never forget. And I'm sorry we couldn't win the stinking game, but <laughs> it still was a hell of an experience. When you look back at at being able to be there for that championship game, but moreover just the young players that you were able to watch grow through the season. Was that a part of this first year of the USFL that you look back and you go, now this is what this was supposed to be about? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the interesting thing was, you, you know, and, and again, you know, we all have our own point of reference from football to draw from. And, and we all know the NFL does a, an unbelievable job at, at scouting, the things, the analytical things that are out there now, the money that NFL teams spend putting scouts on the road and and being able to go discover the talent. Yeah, these kids, you know, they're just under that level. But the thing is, they still want to, you know, they still want the Casey Kasem mentality of keep your feet in the ground and reach for the stars. Mm -hmm. Be Be able to give yourself uh, that one opportunity to say, okay, I still think I've got, you know what it takes to play at the highest level. Let me go play for a year or two in the USFL and see if I can attain a shot to go to a camp, attain an opportunity to to to, to just get to the ninety man roster and then let the cards fall where they may. I'll give you a great example. We had a kid, Maurice Alexander, and again, I know you'll understand this. He went to FIU. And he went to FIU as a quarterback, undersized quarterback, probably 5'10". I mean, could throw it and, and, I mean, literally could spin it through a car wash and not get it wet. And he played there for three years. Well, that's not a position that, that, that he needed to be at. That was a position that they needed at, at FIU at the time. Well, he comes to us and, and, and changes to receiver, kick returner, unbelievable hands, probably a four, four, five guy, but he's the typical guy that, you know, he, he needed to, he needed a fresh start. He needed an opportunity. And, you know, he returned the, 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 the punt for us mm-hmm. uh, to win the, to, to win the divisional game before we got to the championship game. And, and just seeing those young players be able to do that. We had a Channing Stribling, a kid that, that just signed with Washington. It was a corner. So, yeah, seeing those handful of eight to ten guys throughout the league that that said, you know what, I, I need one more shot to get in there, and seeing those guys get their shot, I don't care if you know you were rooting for us at the Philadelphia Stars or or the New Jersey Generals or the Birmingham Stallions. If you're part of the USFL, you want to see those kids 
get that opportunity to go to go to the NFL. And certainly, I'll be rooting on all those guys. You know, as we go into training camp here and start looking at some NFL stuff, I'll be rooting on those guys to be able to hang on and make those rosters. Stretch, do you feel like that that's going to be the best thing about the USFL? The way the USFL can make it this time is to. I don't really want to call it a minor league, but kind of be a a stepping stone for those players who are on the edge to hone their game and just get those opportunities you're talking about at an NFL camp. Well, I mean, I, 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 I I'm not real sure that I'm going to answer this the right way, but I'm 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 probably going to ask it back to you, Ward. I mean, we see the landscape of college football changing right in front of our eyes, right there. Mm-hmm. He's talking about you know conferences alignment. We're talking about all this NIL money now. Hey, is the University of Texas going to give every player X amount of money? You know this as a business guy. If you set up those guys, and let's say, let's just say for a round number, they're, they're paying those kids 100K a year, scholarship kids, to, 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 on an NIL deal. You're going to graduate from college and have to take a 50% pay cut if you go to work for one of the big accounting firms. So I, I, I think – we're seeing the, the the landscape of college football is changing. Now, I'll go back to what you're saying about the USFL. What if these guys in year two, you know, get into the portal? They don't get an opportunity to 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 maybe go from from uh, from playing and making that kind of money in an NIL deal. What if they had an opportunity to say, well, you know what? Instead of instead of my last two years of playing in college. I'm going to go on and play in the USFL where I can make sixty-five or seventy thousand dollars in a ten-game season. To me, that makes a lot of sense. So, I don't know that I that I foresee this being a developmental league for the NFL. I think it's a standalone entity that, um, quite frankly, you know, is giving those kids an opportunity. Is it going to be like it was when you know when President Trump owned? the New Jersey generals and went and signed a guy like Herschel Walker or the LA express and Steve Young. I, I don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they've shown that business model won't work, but I do think that you're going to see, um, you'll see how the league could develop after making it the first year. Once you get in those, you know, once you're able to branch out, maybe next year, get into say two hub cities and then they're able to, you know, create the synergy around the league and spring football, which let's be honest, you want to watch spring football or you want to watch you and I go play a damn game of cornhole out here. I think most <laughs> people are going to want to watch spring football. So that's, you know, I think that's what gives it a chance. Do you, are, do you think they're going to, you mentioned just now that the hub cities and that's where it, it all took place in, in one city this year. Do you think there's going to be a couple of hub cities or do you think that eventually It'll be home stadiums for these teams. Well, I do, yeah, it's a good question. I do think that you know, as a league, they you know that they came out and contained their cost because you know, I mean, it's it's a big cost to go charter an airplane and right. fly around the country. Do I think next year they could go to two, maybe three hub cities, um, and and be able to eventually branch out? Let's say. You know, let's say, for instance, this year, again, I coach for the Philadelphia Stars. Let's say we get to we get to November, December, and we say, hey, you know what? We, we want to take a look at our team. We want to have some OTAs. Let's go for a week and get in your home city and start to connect. I think there's a lot of different things that the management team of the USFL could do. But I do think that they're going to be very smart in how they 
continue to stick with their budgets, contain their cost, and be able to roll out a, a, a product that, hey, I'll be honest with you, week one or two of the USFL season is just like week one or two of, of the preseason. It, there, there were times when it was ugly. You turn blitzes loose. You, 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 you don't get the protection the right way. Uh, you put the ball on the ground, and you go, God, it's ugly football. But I'll tell you this, by week four, five, or six, I felt like we were playing really good football. We were understanding where guys were coming from. The speed of the game was there. And I think you saw, you know, what was a product in the final game of the 33-30 game that was very close, finish the season and be able to say, hey, spring football is viable. And like we talked about earlier, you can watch spring football or you can watch, you know, the Indianapolis 500 or the Colonial Golf Tournament or whatever that was out there that the USFL was able to, to outdraw, you know, with those partners at Fox and NBC. So I, I do think that there's a place for spring football. they got to contain the cost, and it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that moving forward. Glenn Stretch-Smith with us here on the Matt Mosley Show. Ward White's and Aaron Sexton along with you. All right, we're eight days away from training camp opening up. Cowboys usually have some drama or sometimes have some drama going into to camp. <laughs> Uh, do you see any drama blowing up for the Cowboys in your mind, Stretch? Uh, you know, I, I mean, there, there's always going to be something. That's just that's just how that's just how Mr. Jones rolls with that team when they head out to Oxnard. I I think you know I think it's going to be a very interesting year. Obviously, you guys are, are 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 the flagship station there for the Cowboys, and I think there's a lot that, that uh, there's a lot of positive we could point to. Do I think? Uh, missing a guy like Randy Gregory is is, is going to take its toll. Well, sure it is. I mean, that guy off the edge, do I think losing a guy like Amari Cooper? Yes. But ultimately, you know, they, they paid the quarterback, and he got the lion's share of the money, and they weren't able to pay those other guys. They weren't able to, you know, strike a deal with Dalton Schultz. They weren't able to continue to pay Amari Cooper. They couldn't give the money that Randy Gregory got from Denver. And so uh, you're going to have to see some young guys step up. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I think it's a young man's game, and you know that. And we'll see if the Cowboys can get that done. I mean, are they going to are they going to be the same team that whips it all around the yard and throws it 40 times a game? I don't think so. I think you're going to see a team that is going to say, hey, we're going we're, we're gonna to take what the defense gives us right here and be able to do some things offensively and then, you know, defensively we you know how, how does Diggs continue to you know how does he continue to grow I mean Vander Esch is coming back and you know we'll, we'll see how they go but I I do believe that yeah we'll see some sort of uh, we'll see some sort of shenanigans out there with the Cowboys and, and hey hopefully they they'll give us a they'll give us a good fun uh, season to watch and, and, and a reason to want them to get in the playoffs and see where it goes from there and if it doesn't ward you and i'll be on here and we'll be talking about how, how when does jerry strike up that jet to get down there and get sean payton and here's the next head coach yeah how hot is that seat for mike mccarthy stretch Ooh, you know you're trying to draw me off sides right and you're giving me the hard count you know it's going to be i mean it's hot he better he better he better win some games and show some improvement with that football team or, 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 you know, you got a really good coach in Sean Payton, who the owner's very aware of, who's worked here before. And you, you know, like I do, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it could be the flavor of the month mentality. If Mike McCarthy gets out there and, you know, starts out four and four, four and six, it'll heat up around the Metroplex and, 
hey, who, who knows what will happen. You know, I asked this question earlier. Is, is, is the pressure more on Mike McCarthy, or is this pressure even growing more on Kellen Moore, the young protege? Yeah, I think I, I think Kellen Moore is. I mean, I think you're going to see. I, I think I think the pressure's on him. I think the pressure's on Dak Prescott. I don't care that he got paid. He, you know what? All I've heard about is what great shape he's in and how he's going to be. You know, he, he's, his body's transformed and and all of this. Hey, the bottom line is Mike McCarthy better win, and he better win as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, or you know that. that Jerry had all the patience he could have with Jason Garrett, so I think you could. I mean, I think you could realistically say, "Hey, if they don't get it done this year, they'll be they'll be heat on all of that staff." And and that comes with being, you know, part of the Dallas Cowboys. And just like you said earlier, the circus that's getting ready to get cranked up out in Oxnard <laughs> should be fun. Stretch Smith, along with us here on the Matt Mosley Show on this Tuesday afternoon. Hey, Stretch, certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're sitting in for Mosley while he's on some European junket vacation. I hope he gets a haircut before he comes back. <laughs> I saw him about a week ago. He looks like a mutt. I'll <laughs> see you later, buddy. Y'all have a good day. All right, thanks, Stretch. <laughs> Greatness of Stretch Smith. Oh yeah, it's always fun to have him on, and he never fails to get in a few digs at Matt, which is always fun. Also, yes, absolutely. <laughs> But his, his thoughts about the USFL, I mean, and, and he thinks it's a, a, a good standalone league, not just a, a league where NFL scouts can go in and say, gives them an opportunity to have a stage for NFL scouts to be able to see some guys. And he makes a great point about the NIL and about college football and the transfer portal and everything that goes into it, you know. Uh, and I never really thought about it, to be honest. A guy sitting there going, "Well, I can, I can sit here and and jump in the transfer portal, or have an opportunity to go into the USFL and make sixty five, seventy thousand dollars for a ten game schedule, mm-hmm. and, and go from there and and see if I can prolong my football career. Maybe not necessarily try to get to the NFL, which they're all trying to do, but at least prolong my football career and get paid for it at the same time. There's nothing wrong with that." Yeah, and I think one of the smartest things, and it was probably happened in the initial stages, but, you know, they have the backing of Fox, and that's not a small thing. No. When you've got a major network that wants you to succeed, they're going to give it time to grow because they want the programming. Well, that's not any different than the conference realignments we're seeing right now. No, absolutely not. The reason why they're realigning is for television deals. Yep. And that's the bottom line. All right, coming up next, we'll talk a little NFL with Aaron. That's coming up next right here on the Matt Mosley Show on a Tuesday afternoon on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, we welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayaraja. That's what's really unfortunate for him about this, that they had somebody like Caleb Williams waiting in the wings as somebody who's won a Big 12 championship. To hear people chant, we want Caleb from the crowd, you know, a freshman quarterback who hasn't really done anything at that point. I understand the frustration, but at the same time, that's kind of part of being a college football player. That's part of playing at a program like Oklahoma. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Summer is when blood donations are at their lowest. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on a Tuesday afternoon. Ward White and Aaron Sexton in for the vacationing, needing a haircut, Matt Mosley, according to Stretch Smith. <laughs> what did, he say, did he say he looked like a poodle? Yeah, something like that. I'll have to re-listen. I w- Maybe that was me. I don't know. <laughs> no, he said he, he did say... Shaggy dog. Yeah, something, something like it. The comparison was that. I forgot his exact wording, though, but <laughs> it, it made me laugh. Uh, NFL, we've been talking, and the question was, will there be some drama for the Cowboys in the 903? No drama, but who will be the one name we haven't been talking about in relation to the Cowboys right now, but it'll be before the season starts? So, yeah, there's always going to be something that pops up in training camp that will be, and thanks for the text. We appreciate it. There's always going to be somebody that steps to the forefront and becomes the talk of training camp, and somebody come out of nowhere, like last year, Micah Parsons. It wasn't just into the season that we looked at Micah Parsons and said, oh, God, this guy can play. 
you know, golly, he's a great player. He was making noise in training camp and turning heads in training camp, and that usually happens. Somebody will turn ahead in training camp, and that will be the talk of training camp, unless something goes drastically wrong in training camp. The other talking point last year in training camp was Dak's shoulder. So, you know, and I think that was, again, overcompensation for the ankle injury, trying to be too cautious. You see that all the time. Not saying that that's exactly what happened. I can't, no doctor, but sometimes that has something to do with it. What in the NFL, in your mind, is, other than the Cowboys, because the Cowboys are who we follow just naturally, who we've always followed because of, we're Cowboy fans, not going to hide it, have been thoroughly disappointed for the last 28 years. But what is another team that you're just going, ooh, I really want to see what happens at training camp when the doors swing wide open? I'm interested in seeing what happens with the Dolphins. Okay. They, they traded a lot of draft picks to get Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And now it's we see whether Tua is good enough to lead an NFL team and be a, a good NFL quarterback. He wasn't bad last year. He was probably close to average. Right. But he's got all the weapons he could ask for. He has two, two really, really good receivers in Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. And actually, uh, their third receiver is Cedric Wilson, who they signed for the Cowboys. So he's got a great receiving core. Gasecki is not a super tight end, but mm-hmm. he can catch the ball. He can he can get open. He's a serviceable tight end. And they've upgraded their offensive line. So I, I really want to see what Tua does this year. That's fair enough. I think that that's a good one to find out. You know, they spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And they're rolling the dice to say, Hey, look, we're we're on the cusp of something that we think that we can make that playoff push. I don't think that they're a conference champion at this point, but you never know. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but again, you you never know. They've certainly spent enough money to to justify. Hey, we 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 think we're close, and and I don't mind a team going all in, a team that pushes their chips into the middle of the table. That's okay. You know, I think the Cowboys know, used to do that. Cowboys used to do that. You're right. They will not anymore. And that's why we continue to be so disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's why did you see so many eight and eight seasons, and that's why even the winning seasons usually end pretty early. As great as the star is, and powerful as the star is, look, the Cowboys are a mediocre football team. Make no mistake about it. Now, do we all have the hype and and get excited because the this this is our year. Unfortunately, I think we do, but I think we've been fooling ourselves for for a long time. Well, you look at their wins last year; they feasted. They were on, they on feasted terrib- on bad football teams. Yes, they, they and, and especially a terrible, terrible NFC East. It, no, that, that it was, was awful. An, that was an easy six wins for them, and that's going to change a little bit because. Philadelphia has upgraded quite a bit through the draft and free agency. They're going to be a lot better. I think they've closed the gap with the Cowboys significantly. I I don't disagree. I think the thing for the Cowboys is they're going to have and, – and look, I think it's, it's on Dak Prescott too a little bit. He is awful against teams above 500. Not good. Right. His record is pitiful against teams 500 or better. He's got to get better at that. 
if they're going to get anywhere they want to get, he's got to get better at winning games against teams over 500. What do you think about Hard Knocks saying, do you, do you like Hard Knocks? Are you a Hard Knocks fan? HBO's Hard Knocks. I watched it when it was the Cowboys. Okay. I, That's I, fair. I'll, I'll, I'll drift in and out a little bit. Now, did you watch this teams? past season or did you watch the Parcel years? I watched, the both. Por- I watched both. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. A lot of people are Hard Knocks fans when their team is on. Right. I, I like Hard Knocks across the board. Um, I'm not a – I'm not a, I have to see it, but I I will stop down and watch it. I, I like it. I think it was better earlier on in the series than later now here lately in the series. I think they try to – I think reality TV is kind of caught up with them and they're trying to create some things with Hard Knocks, whereas when the early Hard Knocks started, it was more of – Hey, we're just going to follow them around, and what we get is what we get, and 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 we're not going to try to create the storyline. I think they try to create more of a storyline now than they used to, and that pushes me away just a little bit. I agree a hundred percent. And have you watched? And it's basically the same thing. But have you watched All or Nothing on Amazon? That's a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. I think that they do a better job now of sticking to letting the storylines. Tell itself. Tell themselves than mm-hmm. than Hard Knocks does. I agree that 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 now I think Hard Knocks tries to create drama. Yeah, and and they they try to script some stuff. It almost seems like, right. and I, I don't like that. You know, back early, even when Parcells and the Cowboys were on it, it was just falling around, and it was it was a lot of raw data that they were producing out there. So, Detroit Lions <laughs> are this year's Hard Knocks. How many people are going to watch the Detroit Lions on Hard Knocks? And what are they looking for out of the Detroit Lions? Because I'm sorry, they're... but if I'm going to look at a dumpster fire, <laughs> there's two teams in the NFL that I think are a dumpster fire right off the bat. That is the Detroit Lions, who are leading the parade, and the Washington whatever they are. What are they? Commanders. Thank you. I don't even know. <laughs> and I really don't even care since they changed. Sorry. I don't. Still upsets me that they changed. So they can be a dumpster fire from here on out because they changed in my mind. Not that I was a Washington Redskin fan. Right. I just think, leave it alone. Well, they have Carson Wentz this year, so. Oh, come on. <laughs> how many failed bits does how many oh, failed bits does Carson Wentz get? He was on a very good team last year, and he's just not. And he was very, terrible. Yes, he's just not a very good NFL quarterback. And, he, and he never was, has been. He he had one he good was, season. He was surrounded by a great team the year that Philadelphia went to the Super Bowl. Yep. And he was surrounded by a great team. Because, because, look, what happened when he got hurt? They won it without him. There you go. With, what does that with te- Nick Foles. What, what does that tell you? Yeah. Nick Foles, a perennial backup quarterback in this league. Who hasn't done anything since. Goes in and wins the Super Bowl with that football team. I I think now look, was it because Carson Wentz was smart enough to get out of the way? Maybe. Maybe that was part of it, but I mean still, that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. I mean, don't think he's going to go up in Washington and do anything, do you? No, I was I I don't at all. I they're a bad team and he's not any kind well, I don't know, maybe over Taylor Heineke he's an upgrade, but 
over most NFL quarterbacks, he would be a down to most NFL quarterbacks. He would be a downgrade and most NFL quarterbacks are average or below average. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. He's just not very good. I don't think he is now, baby dead wrong. I've been wrong once before. I think he's had enough time to show whether he he is or not. And he hasn't showed that. That's fair. And I think you make a great point about them winning the champion, the, the Super Bowl after he got hurt with Nick Foles. It's, if it was Nick Foles, he would have signed with another team the next year and he would have still been a starting quarterback. But that team around him was good enough mm-hmm. with him playing good, not great, good, to get them a Super Bowl title. Now, I, I do think that Nick Foles has got some contracts because of that mm-hmm. that maybe prolonged his career a little bit, honestly, because he was the Super Bowl MVP, which I don't – I mean – he played well enough to deserve that, I guess. And, but he was also surrounded by a really good football team. We talked earlier in the show about Baker Mayfield stamping on campus with the Carolina Panthers. You say he's starting QB1 right now, day one. I, I, it won't be on the depth chart, depth chart, but I think, yeah. I, I, I don't think it'll be very long into training camp before he's taking all the all the first team reps. They you don't, don't want think to waste that time. Carolina just took a flyer on him to say, hey, let's just see how this works, and we're getting him for a bag of peanuts, so it's not going to hurt us any. We can always cut him after two or three games of the preseason if it's not working. No. You feel like they went and got him because they feel like he can help this team and he can be a cornerstone starting quarterback for them. Yes, because I think Matt Rule – knows that he's on the hot seat and he knows he can't win with Sam Darnold. So he had to get as good of an upgrade as he could at quarterback. And that was Baker Mayfield. Is it enough? I don't think so. We'll see. Is Baker Mayfield a, a guy that you look at and you think, yes, that's, that's one of the premier quarterbacks in this league. That's a guy that can get it done for a team. No. no. Okay. I think he's an above average quarterback. Okay. But I don't think he's a – he's eh, – He top know. 10? No. Okay. Probably close to top 15, though. Okay. I, I would put him in the top That's half, fair. but not top 10. Is Dak Prescott top 10? No. Close, but no. Okay. I, th- I would I, – when they did those rankings, uh, there was a – you know, they left out Lamar Jackson, and I so I think I would have probably put Dak 11th and felt pretty comfortable with that, but – I don't think you can have a top 10 quarterback list and leave a guy who won MVP two years ago off of it. That's fair. That's fair enough. So you feel like that walking into the Panthers camp, Baker Mayfield, starting quarterback, is the biggest thing for Baker Mayfield going to be what we hear? We don't know because we're not in the closed walls of – a team's locker room and things, but we heard that he was a distraction in the locker room and not a good leader. Is is he changed that in Carolina? Is that one of the things that's on Baker Mayfield's mind, or does Absolutely. does he really care? I think it. I think it is because I I think he listens to the noise. A lot of people don't. A lot, especially a lot of the top. Uh, players don't, but I think he hears it, and I think he wants to change that narrative. I think he wants to be seen as a leader, as a as a great NFL quarterback, and I think he sees this as maybe his last chance to do that. 
All right. Fair enough. Are you excited about training camp? Do we Now that we're eight days away, are you more <laughs> juiced than you were yesterday? Yes, I am. Actually, I didn't realize it was <laughs> at that close. I, th- I was like, I know it's, it's, it's getting close, but I didn't realize it was only eight days. So, yeah, I am really excited now. There you go. All right. It is the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White and Aaron Sexton along with you sitting in for Matt Mosley, who Stretch Smith has told us needs a haircut. <laughs> And he is wearing his sunglasses somewhere in Italy. Hey, we want to thank some folks for being on with us today. Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys Network along with us. Thanks to Raphael Palmero joining us talking all-star baseball. And Glenn Stretch-Smith talking USFL. We appreciate them as always for uh, jumping on with us here on this afternoon. A beautiful, hot, and sunny afternoon in Central Texas. All-star game tonight. Are you doing laundry or are you watching the game? (laughs) I'm watching the game tonight. Who wins, American or National League? American. Going to go with the American. Mm-hmm. Do we get the home run derby after the game because they're tied in the ninth inning? If we're lucky. Probably not. That's but what you and I are hoping yes, for. Yes, I'm really hoping we do. All right. That's going to do it for us. We'll jump out of the way. Enjoy the, home, enjoy the all-star game and hopefully a home run derby to decide the winner. I'm going with the American League as well as Aaron. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Ward Whites. Until next time, so long, everybody. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, continuing our series of Big 12 football previews. Today, we'll hear from another of the new head coaches in the league. We'll hear from Joey McGuire, the new head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert, and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. And let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 1808404. Hi, Kyle Citrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick and Bears. Get ready for the new season with the latest in Baylor Nike gear from the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bob Anderson and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bob Anderson at 666-7557 today. Now, here's J-Mo with today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. And welcome back. Today, we'll hear from another of the new head coaches in the Big 12 conference. 
Joey McGuire takes over as the head coach in Lubbock of the Red Raiders after five years as an assistant in Waco at Baylor. First college head coaching job for you, you know, just has it really sunken in for you just going down to the Jones that first game. Do you get goosebumps just thinking about you're living out your dream? Yeah, I really am. You know, you know, a, a moment uh, was our little kids camp and uh, we had uh, fearless champion out there. We had the masker rider. We had the cheerleaders and we ended little kids camp our young camp with them running down the tunnel and out on the field. And, you know, I'm standing at the 50 yard line at the logo. I'm not running out, but just seeing those young kids and the smiles on their faces, that probably is kind of the closest moment that up until now and, and to game one, I cannot wait. Um, I can't wait to come out in front of those uh, fans. I'm glad that we're opening at home. Um, it's going to be, I'll tell you really cool, uh, we need to do this research. So whenever we come out on September 3rd, uh, we have a new mask rider that we have every year, but we have a brand new horse and then we got a brand new head coach. So three are going to come out <laughs> together for the very first time in Texas Tech history. And that's going to be really cool. September 3rd at 7 p.m. versus Murray State at Jones AT&T Stadium in Lubbock. That's the date of the coaching debut of Joey McGuire in Lubbock. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Tomorrow, the third new head coach in the Big 12, Sonny Dykes at TCU. Talk to you then. I'm John Morris. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa.